Well, you can't always get what you want, and the Warriors did not finish the preseason with an undefeated record. The great news is it's the preseason. The record means absolutely nothing. There were still a lot of positives to take from that game. That first quarter was pretty ugly. I got Larry Kruger joining me next. We're going to break it all that all of it down. It's a Friday Night Live edition of Locked On Warriors. Come join the party. Here we go. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. That is FanDuel. Again, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guarantee just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started you can follow me cyrus Sotzes, on threads the platform's blowing up come join the party there at dog wild it's super easy same handle for my instagram account the program is on twitter at locked on dubs hello kevs hello richard sarpong i agree nigel the 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 the, uh, the bench did play great um Rebel to Sounds, what is up? Hold on, I pressed the wrong one here. Uh, there we go. Um, Larry Kruger is going to join me in just a moment. Uh, I, 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 he's got something going on at the moment. He will be with us in just a second. Uh, and I cannot wait to get my friend in here in the mix. But again, as I mentioned a moment ago, the Golden State Warriors failed to finish out the preseason with a perfect 5-0 and record. Uh, they fall to the San Antonio Spurs 122-117 a game. That was relatively close throughout, uh, but if it wasn't for a, a first a first quarter where the Warriors just could not play defense, they probably would have won this thing. They got outscored in the first quarter, forty-four to thirty-five. Dub Nation, you got your first taste of Victor Wembanyama, dude. This kid, <laughs> I mean, this kid. Uh, I mean, look, you, I think you if if you watch the game, I, I, I can. I'm just going to be redundant saying a lot of the stuff here. I mean, seven four. He's not. Like he's not Chet Holmgren skinny. Like the dude has meat on his bones. He's got handles. He's got an outside shot. He can play defense. The only player in the Warriors who was able to shoot over him was Jonathan Kaminga. He hit that rainbow jump shot uh, that went in. Otherwise, he was causing havoc across the board. And the Spurs are a damn big team, at least in terms of their starting lineup, because the Warriors got a taste of not only Victor Wembanyama who in 20 minutes of play was 8 for 19 from the field. He put up seven three-point attempts, made two of them, finished the game with 19 points, seven rebounds, had five blocked shots in just 20 minutes. I think that's one of the easiest bets of the year is who's going to lead the league in blocks. It's going to be Victor Wembanyama. But his power forward alongside him is a player that, if you've been following the Warriors for a long time, you're familiar with him, and that's Zach Collins. And that dude is not small. He would be a center on almost any other rotation. Zach Collins playing alongside Wimbanyama also played 20 minutes. He was 6 for 11 from the field. He finished with 13 points to go along with three rebounds. And dealing with that when the Warriors counter was Andrew Wiggins and Kevon Looney 
yeah, you're probably going to end up giving up 44 points in a first quarter when that's your front court. Uh, in hindsight, maybe Steve Kerr's thinking to himself, I should have probably gone with my, two, my, my, my new Twin Towers lineup. He suddenly feels very comfortable playing Dario Saric in the power forward position um, because he stretches the floor offensively. He's not a liability on that front. Steve Kerr loves space for his offense. Um, I don't know if Kevon Looney is the perfect counterpart uh, for that Twin Towers lineup. But that's probably what the Warriors should have brought in to start the game. Instead, Wiggins was playing defense on Wimbanyama. I don't think he did a bad job, by the way. Um, and yeah, Richard Sarpong. I look, and this is good. I don't know if this is going to make a, a, a turn into a debate for the season or not. Um, because yes, we will touch on Trace Jackson Davis, but I don't know if you can bench Kevon Looney for Trace Jackson Davis this soon. Um, I, I get the sentiment. I understand that a lot of people are ecstatic about the idea of Trace Jackson Davis and, and what he's bringing to the table. I already love this kid. Um, the future is incredibly bright for this kid. Um, but, uh, you know, regardless, the the a front and, and look, Draymond Green did not play either. So the, considering the Warriors only lost this game by five, who knows what kind of difference Draymond would make. I'm really looking forward to seeing Draymond play an individual like uh, a Victor Wimbanyama. And here is Larry Kruger, host of the Krug Show. They're not booing, folks. They're Krugan. What is that camera angle? What's going on there? How you doing, brother? Oh, no, I'm I, I got I'm. Uh, I was in standard def. Now I'm in high def. All right. Oh my what's god! Look at you, all fancy with your with your high what's defs up? and your what's standard def. How are you doing, brother? Good to see you. Uh, you're immediate. And again, you can follow Larry Kruger on on social media, more specifically Twitter at Sports Larry K. Your immediate reaction to this game, man? They're not undefeated, but I think it was still a prom very promising preseason for the Warriors. Your immediate reaction, sir. Great to see, you, man. Well, it's good to see you as well. You know, I I just love the way the Warriors are playing. I mean, yeah. you know, this um, this game aside, they lose to the Spurs, so this is their first loss in the preseason. But you know, I mean, just I love the I love what I've seen from Golden State in the early going. I mean, they're a year older, but they're deeper. Yes, and um, I, I you know, Sarge tonight was seventeen. You know, Kuminga another double figure night. Uh, Moses, you know, really what I'm seeing is Moses Moody and Jonathan Kuminga are clearly, you know, improved dramatically from a year ago. And then you've added Sarich and you've added Chris Paul um, and that those guys are veterans that make you smarter. Pajemski is ready to play. Mm. And so's Trace Jackson Davis. Mm -hmm. So you added two rookies that are ready to play. You got two young guys who weren't ready to play last year that are ready to play now. So, I mean, literally, you've had four players that are all young and ascending players who are all ready to play this year. And well, that's you, hard well, to do. That's real hard quick, to do. You, you, do you really think Kaminga and Moody were not ready to play last year? Like you're, you're, well, you're come playoff in. time. I mean, they were they played in the regular season, but they weren't developed they, enough to get Steve Kerr's confidence to earn his yes, confidence and earn minutes uh, in the playoffs. I mean, that's you true. could argue that he this year will be forced to play them. Last year, he had some other options. Uh, but I just I, I just think that's pretty incredible when you think of you can see the improvement and the confidence yes. in Kuminga. You can see that Moses Moody is a lot more explosive mover than he was last year. He just looks so much faster and more explosive. Yes. So you got two got two young players who look like they're ready to play regular rotation minutes right now. And hopefully it continues into the playoffs, you know, this spring. And then at the same time, you added two rookies one with the 57th pick overall that look like they're ready to play rotation minutes. Yeah. 
How many NBA rookies this year, honestly, in in November are going to be ready to play rotation minutes? I would say just a handful. Yep. And the Warriors found a way to get two of them. Yep. Then you had you had Saric, um, who's a you know a really nice player. Um, you know he can play the pick and pop game. He can shoot the three ball. I mean he missed those two free throws the other night, but Steph picked him up. Um, I just think you know there's a ton of basketball IQ that was added with Saric too. He really knows how to play. Absolutely. So I mean Sarge knows how to play. Pajemski knows how to play. Trace Jackson knows how to play. Those are you just added those three guys, and then you add. Moody and Kuminga, who are now looking like they've developed to the point where they're ready. Right. It also looks like GP2 is healthier than we've seen him in a long, long time. So right now, I mean, um, I just think, and then you, I mean, mentioned guys like Rudy Gay and Usman Garuba and, you know, Quinones. And they have, they just have much, you know, Corey Joseph, they have a much deeper team than they had last year. Hell yeah, man. It's like night and day. It's absolutely yeah. night and day. Um, you know, it, it was interesting. The game started with a, with some frivolity. You saw Stephen Curry uh, handling the jump ball alongside Victor Wembanyama. I appreciate that he knows when to have some fun out there. It's a preseason game. You actually saw Greg Popovich laugh. There was actually a little chuckle coming out of him, which you barely if ever see. Uh, you, you know, one uh, player that is um, starting to create some division within Dub Nation. And it, it, with each passing game, look, it's just the preseason, but Andrew Wiggins figured things out last game. You, you finally saw him, whether it was a conditioning issue or just him needing a few games to get his rhythm. Wiggins has figured it out. He looked good last game. He looked good tonight. Um, his stat line real fast. You know, it doesn't really reflect his performance. He played 18 minutes, had five points, three rebounds. He was tasked again with defending Victor Wambanyama. That was an odd matchup. But Clay Thompson, this is now all five preseason games where he hasn't wowed. He hasn't impressed. Um, I thought he started tonight's game strong. Uh, he, had, he he made a quick statement three. Uh, he was aggressive. But then I feel like for, for the rest of the game, starting with the early second quarter, it was the same play we've been seeing all preseason, forcing shots, um, you know, not taking the easy shot. Every shot he takes is difficult. Like there hasn't been a single shot he's taken this preseason, or it's very rare, where it's an easy basket, right? It's like he's trying to like force points, and that's never been his style. And yet again tonight, nine points. He was a minus 11 in the plus minus. Uh, he was only three of 13 from the field. He was only one for eight from beyond the arc. And then meanwhile, while Clay's struggling like this, and, and I feel like this could be a major concern come regular season because you know uh, Steve Kerr oftentimes will, will put his emotion over maybe what's most logical, right? He has a deep connection to this core of Steph, Clay, and Dre, and he loves Clay as, you know, in your interviews with Steve, he scoffs at the notion of Clay coming off the bench, but this is going to be a concern if Clay's taking minutes over players like Kaminga and Moody in the regular season if he continues to play like this. What is your thought on Clay Thompson's struggles? And do you think this is going to be a concern or do you think it's just going to be washed away come the regular season? Your thoughts? Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, in, in this particular game, you could argue that Clay and Curry and Magruder. Uh, shot him out of it from beyond the arc. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, th- those three guys were three for 20 from, <laughs> from three. You're right. <laughs> three for 20. I mean, that's that's just, that's that's so bad. That's bad um, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, it's preseason. It's preseason. I, I got no problem with Clay hoisting crazily and 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 just trying to find his his comfort zone. I mean, that these games mean nothing. Um, getting him comfortable is a big part of their winning equation. 
but I don't want to see him just shoot them out of games this year. Um, and there's some concern. There's some concern. You know, it's funny though. If you look back at his, you look at his year last year. I did this the other day. Mm-hmm. You look at his year last year and his numbers last year, and then you look at his career numbers. Pretty much right on line, almost okay. across the board. So you know, maybe this suggestion. You know, for now, the one thing that is absolutely no doubt is that he's not the defender that he was. He used to be a guy who could defend ones and twos, and now he's probably a guy who's going to defend more like threes and fours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's an adjustment. He doesn't have that lateral agility, um, but that's all he's lost. The, the rest of his game, you know, is pretty much intact. Um, he does seem like there are times where he's like, you know, trying to find it, and it's like nothing else matters in his mind other than him finding it. But maybe that's a preseason behavior that won't, you know, won't continue in the regular season. I, you know, um, you know, it, it, it was clear in this game he was just hunting, hunting shots and trying All to get games. into a rhythm. Yeah. All the preseason well, he, games, you know, yeah, like yeah, he, he, you know, he's, he's been inefficient. Uh, there's time. no question about it. And here's the here's here's what I what I'm seeing, and this is what concerns me the most. Uh, I agree defensively, like he's he's no longer that wing defender he once was. Um, when we come back, I want to get your reaction to this. Maybe you'll disagree, maybe you agree, but what concerns me the most is when I'm seeing Clay out there, he looks slow. Like like the game looks faster than him. He he's looking old, man. And 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 this is what I'm seeing. I I, I hope what my eye my eyeballs are deceiving me. And maybe it's just the fact that he's not lighting it up right now. And I don't know. I, but what I'm seeing so far is a player who does not is not matching the energy level of the other nine players on the court. But I feel like the game has is faster than him. I guess to summarize what I'm saying here, he looks like he lost a step. And I hate to say I, I hate to say that. Uh, maybe you will completely disagree, and maybe Dub Nation will love hearing that. We'll find out your thoughts in just a moment, Larry. And we're going to talk about a whole lot more uh, after I give some love to one of our official sponsors of the program and that's the FanDuel Sportsbook. Larry, you've been covering the Niners extensively. Your coverage of the 49ers in my humble opinion is second to none, folks. Larry Kruger was telling people before anyone else, months before anyone else, that Brock Purdy was the real deal. So, I I, I strongly emphatically let everyone else know if you want an insider, if you want a expert on the 49ers and other sports, but at this time of year right now, the Niners are the draw. You've been nailing it, dude. So I just want to give you credit for that. Uh, and while we have the FanDuel sponsor here, what are we looking at for the Niners Monday night? Uh, what What are your thoughts? If they're playing the Vikings, right? Yeah, I mean, I, the Ford, you know, the Vikings are are don't have Justin Jefferson. Um, the Vikings struggle to run the football. Uh, I think the Niners are going to probably have a run heavy scheme uh, Monday night. You know, it, the one thing about Monday night that's a little unknown at this point. Because it is a Monday night game, the Niners' practice schedule was is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So they practice tomorrow. Trent Williams has not practiced. Debo Samuel has not practiced. Um, Christian McCaffrey was on the field today, but just working on the side with the trainer. There's a chance that they don't have Debo or Christian McCaffrey or Trent Williams on Monday night. If they don't have Trent Williams, they're going up against the league's number one sack man, and Daniil Hunter with Jalen Moore. And that matchup alone could could make this a very even football game because, um, you know, you, Daniil Hunter shredded. He's in, in great shape. He's he's 
He's, uh, you know, as I said, the league's leading sack guy. This is also the number one blitz team in the, in, in uh, the NFL. So they, because they blitz a lot, they get a lot of one-on-one matchups for Daniil Hunter and Daniil Hunter on Jalen Moore is a mismatch in uh, the favor of the Vikings. So how much does that individual matchup burn the Niners? Can Trent go, you know, I don't know. We're, we're going to find out here probably in the next 24 hours, the status of those three guys. Debo and Ayuk, I don't think it's quite our Debo and uh, CMC. I don't think it's quite the same urgency just because they have depth there. Uh, but it's a, it's imperative that Brandon Ayuk step up with a monster performance. He did not have a good performance last week in Cleveland. And uh, and do you know what the line is? And and who are you taking? Well, I'd still take right I'd still take the 49ers. Um, as far as the line, let me check it for you. But I, it, you know, I I would still take the 49ers. I, the, you know, this is a um, seven. It's Niners minus seven, and they're in Minnesota. OU is forty four. Yeah, I would probably tease it down okay. to. Yeah, if I could, you know, so um, I would probably tease and I'd probably go with the primetime under. All right. So like, so give you an example. It's Niners minus seven. If you tease it, you make it to a Niners on a pick them. You take the 44, you add seven onto that. So now you have 51 and go over, go under. So if I was betting it, I would say take the Niners on a teaser. So that would make it a pick them and then under 51 and a half. There you go. That is sound advice, ladies and gentlemen, from Larry Kruger himself. Uh, and to get more of those insights, just uh, check out the Krug Show on YouTube and FanDuel right now. You can tease. You can do all of that stuff when it comes to the gambling action with FanDuel. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. You bet 5 bucks, you get 200 bucks free from FanDuel. That's a hell of a deal. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Right now, the Locked On Ultimate NBA Season Preview is here. It's a six-episode series. All 30 of the Locked On NBA team shows and the hosts participated in this, myself included, from contenders to tankers. We went in-depth into the biggest storylines heading into the NBA season, which starts next week. Catch all six episodes on Locked On NBA and it's also available now on our stream. You can follow Larry Kruger on Twitter at SportsLarryK. And please subscribe to The Krug Show, which I believe is, what is it, are you at 25,000 subs, brother? Like, you started with zero, not even two years ago. What, a year and a half ago? You're, we, you're we're 20- approaching 27,000 right Jesus now. Christ, I can't even keep up with you. You're at 27. I apologize. You're, you're, you're killing it there. You're killing it everywhere. Uh, right now, we're talking Warriors. Is has, has Clay lost a step, Larry? That was a question I'm asking. I hope that's not true. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, it, I, I think that there's it's pretty clear that when the Warriors play Draymond and Steph and Clay and Looney, one of their together, one of the weaknesses they have is they're not particularly quick to loose balls or like miss threes that come ricocheting off the rim and are bouncing in the middle of the floor. So teams get, you know, second opportunities, um, you know, often against that lineup. Uh, the, you know, the one thing about Clay is that, you know, when he's in, when is it, when he was in his prime, he could guard ones and twos. He was mm-hmm. an awesome two way player. He could just run for days. He was, you know, this amazing three point shooter. He's never been necessarily a guy 
who makes his teammates a whole lot better as far as setting them up. And if you look at the five preseason games, he's had two assists or fewer in four of the five. So, I mean, it's, 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 he, he it's doesn't, sad. he doesn't make, you know, he had one game, the Sacramento, the one Sacramento game where uh, they won by the one point the other night, he had four assists. Other than that, zero, zero, two, and zero. So that's one area he, he, you know, he's not, he's still is much more of a finisher than he is a, uh, you know, playmaker for other people. That's one thing. Then you look at the three point percentage, 12.5%, 25%. One game against Sacramento hit 60, 67%. One game he hit 50%. Um, and then after that, 28%. And then the field goal percentages, 23, 20, 44, 30, 25. Those are not great. But I would say, you know, finding his shot, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he used the preseason to try to hoist as many shots and try to find himself offensively. Um, he'll get into a rhythm, I believe. But I don't think there's any doubt he's lost a step. He doesn't have the same lateral agility that he used to have. He doesn't have the quickness to loose balls. Um, he's not the same kind of an athlete. He used to be able to take on the best, you know, one or two and take them away. Now he's he's probably best, you know, defending bigger players. Yeah, that he has I, a quickness know, advantage against. Yeah, you know, Shyam here uh, writes in the chat that Clay's always been hot and cold. His his defense defense can't mask his flaws like it used to. I, I've heard that argument from a lot of people that Clay has always been somewhat streaky. He hasn't always been a consistent player, but, but the difference between then and more recently, including this preseason, including that disastrous Lakers series, uh, which we can't forget, man. I mean, that just was awful is that the inconsistent games, the bad games are genuinely bad. Like his bad games used to be like a 15 point night. Uh, now it's like three. Um, now here's one thing I'm seeing, and I don't know if you agree with me on this Larry or not. And this is where I think clay can still has value and where maybe he can turn things around uh, so that we're not, I'm not sadly focusing on him so much in a negative manner like this. He's still garnering attention offensively, meaning he still has gravity. Like every one of his shots are contested. And this is why he's forcing so many is because defenders are still respecting him. Like they're not just saying, go ahead and shoot it. And what I'm saying is maybe clay should just have, if this is the way defenders are going to play him, have three shot attempts for the whole night. If that's what it's got to be like, I don't, he doesn't have to have 10 to 15 field goal attempts. He could reduce that number if the if the defenses are still focusing on him the way they are. Uh, do, what do you think about that concept? Well, I mean, just... I, I think we're being I think we're critiquing him too too uh, severely. I do. Okay. I mean, let, let's look at his career numbers and look at his year last year. Okay, career wise, he averages thirty two point nine minutes a game. He played thirty three minutes a game last year. Career wise, he shoots forty five point five percent from the field. Last year, he shot forty three point six. Career-wise, he's a 41.6 three-point shooter. He shot 41.2 last year, right on his career number. Free throw percentage, 85% career. Last year, he was even better, 87.9. Rebounds for his career, three and a half a game. Last year, 4.1. Assists per game, career, 2.3. Always, Never really gets other people involved. Last year, 2.4, so right on the same deal. Mm-hmm. Blocks, same. Uh, steals, the same. Um, you know, he's actually committing fewer fouls. Uh, his assist to turnover ratio is pretty much right on his 
on this deal. And and then you look at his career scoring average is 19.8. Last year it was 21.9. So, you know, the stats show a very similar picture to what mm-hmm. we've seen in his career. What those stats don't show are the defensive side of the floor um, for the most part. I mean, it shows steals and blocks, but um, he doesn't have the agility to defend. Um, and then also, you know, you just kind of wonder as he gets older, you know, how, what, what kind of wear and tear does he have as far as back to backs? You know, can he, can he play? How much, how much of the schedule can he play? Um, but he played almost 70 games last year out of 82. Yeah. So, you know, I think overall, um, I, I expect clay to be right in line with those numbers. Once again, I think, you Ooh. know, how he, I really do. I don't think he's going to drop dramatically. It's a I little bit right. of a different team. And I'd like to see him share the basketball because there's more guys that can do more now. You know, there was times when they had to lean on Steph and Clay for a big percentage of their points. I think now you've got some other people that you can lean on. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that assist total jump significantly this year and for him to look for his teammates in the half court a little bit more. Yeah. And the only thing I'll counter with that is the career numbers in the grand scheme of things are totally irrelevant if his if his game's done right i mean that's all great in the past what i'm what i've what i see with the numbers last year he had phenomenal numbers right he he led the nba in in three point shooting and three pointers made i'm sorry uh he had a career year offensively in february but the numbers also show it regressed in march it regressed a lot more in april his mid range shooting was not good last year um, the vast majority of the shots he does take and, and that he did take last year were from the three from beyond the three point arc. I think like two thirds of his field goal attempts were three point shots. And I, I, I just I don't know. It's all about like, what have you done for me lately when it comes to sports? You know that you know that as well as I do. And regardless of what he did in his career, if, it, if that's not happening anymore, I, I hope you're right, man. I really hope he turns things around. But this is a Warriors team that most people don't take the preseason seriously. But the Warriors did. I mean, Steph was quoted after, I think, the last game, talking about how this preseason the Warriors have been focusing on their identity. Again, that Sacramento Kings game, they took that game seriously. Like, it was a regular season game. The starters were playing all the way till the end. You had a preseason game that went to overtime. And Clay just, its I'm concerned, man. I really hope he turns it around. I hope you're right that the numbers revert. I, I didn't mind him playing uh, defense against Zach Collins, for example, tonight. I saw him box Collins out for a rebound, and, and he held his own. He's a strong dude, so... Yeah, so let's hope he turns it around. I, I think that's well, what I, th- and I think know. it's also, re- you know, he needs to recognize when he has it and when he doesn't have it. Yeah. And unlike uh, some teams where, you know, Clay needs to just keep hoisting, you know, on this team, there's there, there's great depth here. I mean, yeah. there really is. Yes, there I mean, think is. Yes. You're starting five. And then if you just count the guys off the bench, Sarich, Kuminga, Trace Jackson Davis, Corey Joseph, Gary Payton, Moses Moody, Pajemski, Draymond, Garuba, who I really like. I really like Garuba. So you're talking about nine guys right there on the bench. You're basically, that's your whole roster. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of, there's, there's not, you know, a bunch of nobodies on this team last year, opening night. I think they had five guys that were 22 or younger, something like that. It was some ridiculous stat like that. Maybe it was more. Um, And just with the two way players and the youth, they just, Steve just had a limit, limited short bench of, guys that he could lean on this year. I mean, Rudy Gay can help you. Garuba can help you. Uh, Pajemski can help you. Um, Moody can help you. Peyton can help you. Corey Joseph takes care of the basketball. That was another, I thought kind of an underrated one in that, you know, the Warriors struggled with turnovers last year and then Mm -hmm. they had Chris Paul and Corey Joseph. What can those guys do? Well, their assist to turnover ratio is good. 
Yeah. Um, and Corey Joseph tonight, five assists, only one turnover. I think the one thing you take pool out and you add in Joseph and Paul. Yeah. You lose some, you know, scoring, but man, you sure add a lot of basketball IQ and you, and you really are, you know, you got two guys who can handle there who can take care of the basketball, make plays for others and not turn it over. So I Absolutely. think that that changes the dynamic of their whole team just uh, in the point guard switch. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to wrap the show up in just a moment. There are some positives from this game. You mentioned, Larry, the youngsters. The youngsters last year versus the youngsters this year, it's night and day, man. It's like the youngsters last year, with the exception of Kaminga Moody. I trusted him. Kerr didn't. But it looks like Kerr's trusting those two now a little more. Uh, I hope what we saw tonight from Moody not playing in the first half was just Kerr experimenting with other new players. I think Moody needs to get those minutes, man. He, he looks like he belongs. Uh, Kaminga, obviously. We're going to talk about those two players, Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis. Man, how the hell did the Warriors get him? I'm I'm blown away. First, though, I got to give some love to our other sponsor for this evening, and that is Jace Medical. The premise for Jace Medical is very simple, folks. You need a medical kit at home. Natural disasters happen. Emergencies happen. You might need Band-Aids. You might need gauze. You might need uh, a disinfectant like Neosporin. What the Jace case gives you that your traditional uh, medical kit that you buy from a grocery store or drugstore won't give you are five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. In some cases, you might have to jump on a quick call with, with one of their board-certified physicians. That's another uh, perk of getting a Jace case. You can talk to real doctors, get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-recommended, Doctor created. And right now, if you go to jacemedical.com and enter the code locked on at checkout, you get a $20 discount, folks, on your order. The promo code again is locked on, L O C K E D O N, at jace, J A S E medical.com. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And final segment here. Thank you very much, folks, for joining Locked on Warriors and making Locked on Warriors your first listen every day. Every dayers Hall of Famer Rick Barry is going to join me on Monday for the final show before the season opener Tuesday. And we'll be here for every post game. In fact, uh, immediately after my show Tuesday night, I'm going to jump on with you, Larry. Uh, and again, subscribe to the Krug Show on YouTube. Just look for the Krug Show. Follow Larry Kruger on Twitter at SportsLarryK. Larry, there are four youngsters on this team, at least four, uh, that are getting a lot of people excited, myself included. I mentioned them a moment ago. Jonathan Kaminga, real fast, the box score on him. He has had a fantastic preseason, was four for six from the field, two for four from beyond the arc. Again, a lot of people last year up until now criticized him for, as not being a good shooter. I never understood that. Uh, the numbers do not agree with that. So he had 13 points, had six great rebounds tonight in 20 minutes of play. Moses Moody, again, for some reason, didn't play in the first half. We saw him play 17 minutes in the second half, 7 of 11 from the field, 4 of 6 from beyond the arc. He was really lighting it up there. Also had eight rebounds. The guy is a long wingspan. Even though he's 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, his wingspan, I believe, is over 7 feet. He led all scores tonight with 18 points, had 14 in terms of the plus-minus. That also led all Warriors players. And then again, Trace Jackson Davis and Brandon Pajemski, I, I, I can't begin to, to express how giddy I am over these two. Your thoughts on the four youngsters, Larry, that I feel like could take minutes now. 
and, and help lead the Warriors to success this season. Your thoughts on these young kids? Well, it's exciting. It is exciting because yeah. it's almost like they added four lottery picks because, you know, Kuminga and Moody were lottery picks and Pajemski and, and Trace Jackson Davis have played this preseason like they were lottery picks. And so you're talking about a ton of, of, uh, of young talent. That's really impressive. I mean, let's start with Kuminga. Kuminga looks bigger. Um, I and mean, real quick, Larry, just real fast. Uh, we're going yeah. to break some news here in just a minute. I, okay. I just want to let people know. Continue on, please. Oh, Go well, on. I was just going to say Kuminga looks bigger. I think there's a chance that Kuminga could be the second best player on the team by the end of the year. Um, you know, over Wiggins, over Clay, over Draymond. I think Kuminga's got star potential. I've always uh -huh. believed that. I think he's a star in the making. They just need to let him let it. I mean, and now he's so he's so he's a great kid who knows how to play now. He's figured it out. You can see the game slowed down. He knows how to play off of other players and with other players. He doesn't have to have the ball. He can play off the ball. So he's impressive. Moody, to me, has always known how to play. He's kind of an old soul, but now his athleticism uh -huh. is really noticeable. He's very, very explosive. Pajemski is, is going to play serious minutes because he can flat out rebound the basketball. He's got a nice little floater game, um, and he can flat out shoot it, and he makes other people better. In a lot of ways, he reminds me of Dante DiVincenzo. And then, and then Trace Jackson Davis. I'm the most excited. Oh in some ways, about Trace Jackson Davis. Not Played on. four years in the Big Ten. He can score with either hand inside. You know, he can hang out. And on this team, he can hang out on the baseline and just, you know, collect, uh, you know, collect the ball and jam. He's a quick jumper. He's got huge hands. He can, You can run your offense through him. He can set the high pick and roll, dive to the, to the rim. I mean, there's just a lot to like there. He can pass, block shots, score inside. I mean, three years from now, when he has a little face-up game to him, he's really going to be deadly. But he's he can play minutes right away for for Steve Kerr. So, and and you're talking about six ten, six nine, six ten. It's a big man who knows uh -huh. how to play. I mean, very athletic. A lot of the same traits that Draymond Green has. Um, and he's very he plays poised. You can see the game's not too fast for him. He knows how to play off of others. He was well coached in college. I mean, I team defense. He understands team defensive concepts. Um, I love Trace Jackson Davis. That was Same. the steal of the draft. Same. 100% agree with you. And, and again, Brandon Pajemski, you could say, was the 1B steal. I mean, this kid is, is also looking incredible. Uh, Larry, are you in a rush? Like, can you stick no. around for like a, a two-parter and make the second one short? Sure. 